Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. That's two free weeks at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Again, onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepasswordcom slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter uplift desk a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work and that's just the beginning of what uplift desk has to offer with an emphasis on ergonomics and customization uplift desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals whether you're coding designing or podcasting like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's up 
liftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Taking this bigger picture look at your content and across your year, you see connections, you see patterns, you see shortcuts, you see ways of making your life easier. Hi there, it's me, Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast, and I would like to introduce you to my friend, Janet Murray. She's the guest on this episode, and she helps business owners build their audiences. She's a good friend of mine that I've had the opportunity to hang out with uh, at conferences in the Philippines, in Nashville, and in the UK, which is where she's based. And I wanted to have her on the show to talk about big picture planning. We get into content planning, which is what she really focuses on. But as you're listening to this, I want you to think about the big picture planning outside of the scope of that as well. I mean, if you're not planning content necessarily, the principles and the tactics that she provides you on this episode can help you in other areas of life as well. So I'm really excited to get to this conversation. I know you are too, so let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Janet Murray here on the Productivityist Podcast. This is long overdue. We've known each other for several years now, and we I've never had you on the show, so I'm really happy that we were able to make this happen. I mean, it's we have a quite a, a time difference between us, but but nonetheless, it's great to have you because I know that you that's listening right now, there's a lot that we can talk about revolving around planning. And I'm a big fan of, of planning. And I want to first kind of set the table for people who are, are listening and let you introduce who you are and what's your background and, and how did you get to where all of a sudden you and I meet in the Philippines and, and then we hang out in, in the UK and in Nashville and all that stuff. Like, what's that origin story kind of look like? My background, so I'm Janet, Janet Murray, and my thing is helping people with uh, audience growth and um, and content marketing. So I, I help um, small business owners, generally entrepreneurs, uh, to get more followers, more fans, more subscribers. And in order to do that generally, it's about creating engaging content and, and planning great content. Like many business owners, I totally fell into it by accident. And uh I actually started off, I'm on my third career, I think it is now. So I started off as a teacher. So I first trained as a teacher here in the UK and worked in secondary school, so teenagers. And, you know, I didn't dislike it, but I I felt like I was working really long hours. I don't know what it's like where you are, but teachers work very hard in the UK. And uh, I was just working every weekend and every, every evening. So I went off and retrained in journalism. So I did that for, oh, best part of, 20 years I think it was and I was freelancing for national newspapers and magazines and um, the Guardian was the main one that I, I worked for and it just really happened by accident so I was I was getting approached by people who who were kind of in my world who were asking me to do to, get, to do training and consultancy around at the time it was like getting into the press so like you know show us how to write a press release show us how to show us how to uh, get the attention of journalists. And this was really quite well paid compared to journalism, which yeah. isn't very well paid unless you've got one of the top jobs. And uh, I thought, how can I get more of this really lucrative work? So I thought, you know what, I'll start a blog and then people will find me online. And then I started doing this blog. And of course, the people who knew me already, 
they liked my blog and they found it useful but how was I going to get it in front of of new people so I started to learn about things like search engine optimization and building my email list and social media and I started to learn basically back then didn't know that's what I was doing about building an online audience so the advice I can give to my clients is you might want to teach a particular thing but actually you know you can only really do what people will pay you for Uh so at the time people seemed very keen to pay me uh, to help them to learn how to get press coverage and how to deal with journalists so I ended up um, writing a book um, I was speaking about it I started a podcast all kind of all kind of by accident I just I just got into this rabbit hole and just got deeper and deeper and deeper and I was falling a little bit out of love with, with journalism so I decided to try and try and kind of move out of that and you know moved into this business where I was teaching people how to get press coverage and started a membership site and um, uh, selling online courses and digital products and and then I, I pivoted since then and so now I now I, I basically teach people how to build online audiences so that's generally teaching them about social media about content marketing about um, email marketing building an email list and I have a quite a big membership program called build your online audience i also um have a planner which we'll probably get to talk about mm-hmm. totally again by accident I, I i'm probably the most unlikely person in the world to launch a physical diary and planner <laughs> but there's a whole story behind that and it is linked actually to my um journalism background and um i have another membership that goes with that and i'm also a speaker and a podcaster and and yeah i just the whole thing happened by accident but but day to day i'm generally running my membership and speaking and presenting and and teaching people how to you know how to how to build an audience online that's probably the best way to describe it well and and before we hit the record button we were talking about the idea of planning and you know i mean obviously when you are moving from you know uh, vocation to vocation and, and, and the journey, I mean, we've seen that hockey, that, that diagram where it's like what people think the journey is like and what it actually is like. But we talked about the planner a bit. I actually have the planner because uh, you, you gave me the opportunity to speak at your event, Sorted. Uh, and I'm the type of person that would have a planner. In fact, we do have one that we're working on, and we have a, a downloadable, like what we call the daily driver. And it's more task, it, it's more, it's broader, right? Like it's about the to do list stuff and things that you need to do. This is definitely more uh, driven around, you know, like you said, it's a social media diary and planner. So it's driven around content. But when we were, as we were talking, we were talking about the idea of planning. And one of the things that you and I, you know, we, we, when it comes to planning, I'm that detail guy. Like I'm the guy that can get deep in the weeds and say, okay, well, don't you need to break this down and break this down. But you, as we were talking, you're like, it's the big picture stuff that really, you know, that's the stuff that you kind of help people with and that really you excel at, right? Yeah. So, so this, it was all again, accidental, but when I started doing business online and started promoting my own business online, I noticed something. I noticed that content was just it was easy for me because I was from a journalistic background and as a journalist you you work from a planner basically Mm -hmm. and there's two types of stories you cover so you you either cover it's actually called on diary stories so these would be like uh, it could be events that are happening uh, conferences it could be big government uh, debates in parliament or whatever and that's all on the diary so that's your on diary stuff so you're always like planning ahead you know and you might be working on stories you know it might be March and you might be working on a story for like July or August the, the, the famous thing is if like you work on a you know a women's magazine or something and uh, you know, during the summertime they're probably working on their Christmas issue so it's very much about you're working 
quite a bit ahead but then you've also got that room to be responsive and you have to be responsive so you know you might put a story together and then a big breaking news story happens and then suddenly you've got to turn around to you know drop what you were doing and then turn around a 2000 word piece on something completely different so I was very used to this like this especially the interaction between big picture planning and 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 the kind of small you know more uh, responsive planning and um and I found that when I went out and then I started to create content for my business so in a sense I, I was like running my own publishing house if you like and I was seeing other people really struggling with this because they just couldn't work out what they should be publishing and when they should be posting it and this thing that seemed so natural to me so I would look across my year have a podcast it goes out every Friday and uh, I'd look across my year and I'd be like okay well that's happening then so that means I need to do a podcast episode then about that and I'm going to be launching that then and so that means that, need, that needs to go there and it was just instinctive to me um, my editor used to say um, like why do people need to hear about this now so we couldn't publish anything we couldn't write anything unless there was a hook we'd call it so there needed to be a reason like so it might you know it could be something that's on the diary it could be something of breaking news that's just happened but you just don't put content out just for the sake of it right it's all quite strategic and it's about you know what people and so much now is obviously influenced by social media uh, what people are talking about at particular times what's trending and that felt like the most natural thing in, in the world to me and things like using we weren't really allowed because i worked for the guardian mainly they, they thought that um awareness days were kind of frivolous like silly ones like national hat day or whatever but uh, but more serious ones like you know miscarriage awareness week or uh, cancer awareness week or whatever uh, we, we would do things and movember like trendy campaigns that came along and i i just noticed that that was so natural to me to work that way and it and it meant i never had problems with the content i just understood what i should be publishing when i should be publishing it i also had a sense of how far ahead so i'd be like okay well if i'm publishing that if, if i'm launching that thing then i need to be like making sure that i've got that bit going out there and then and but i i just saw other people struggling so in, in the way that most of my ideas happen, I was just there one day like, wouldn't it be really good if there was like a, a, a diary that you could have on your desk and it had all these awareness dates on and you could also kind of sit, because I quite like to plan visually. So mm. um, I would draw out in my notebook, I would draw like month basically like monthly calendars. I don't know why I didn't buy them, but I used to just draw them in my in my A4 notebook because I liked that being able to see a whole month or I liked sometimes to get like three months a quarter and like put them out on the desk and look at how, how the different things interacted with each other and so I could see that I was able to kind of thinking you know months and quarters and and, and look quite a, a long way ahead compared to other people and that meant I was I was kind of on it you know in a right. way that other people weren't even though day to day other people might be much better better at me that I mean I'm quite consistent but they might be much better at being detailed and you know not not leaving things to the last minute but I just I just so 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 this I got this idea for a planner and, and in the first year I just I, you know I didn't I think I sold 500 copies a few hundred copies the first year and in you know year on year it's got bigger um we now sell thousands of copies and i also have like a membership program to go with it because i worked out quite early on that for some people the diary wasn't enough they also needed the accountability and the support and the help and mm. how to use it and it's just kind of grown from there but it really was about this whole being able to kind of i always think about it like zooming out like you're a vid videographer and you can zoom out across the whole year what i think a lot of people do with planning 
content planning in particular it's just they just sit down and like okay january the first january the second january and by january the sixth they're bored senseless and suddenly content you know but the way i i encourage people to do it and i have a section at the beginning of my diary is like actually just break it into quarters okay right what are the key things that are happening in the first quarter of the year the second the third okay well let's put one piece of content down for like once a week okay now we've got 12 pieces of content now we've got january to, to march all planned out okay let's do the next one okay so now we've got april to june and i've i've, I've taught that out to like thousands of people and it's a bit of a light bulb moment because i think people tend to start like on page one or they tend to start on page you know like on january the first or january the second or you know but whenever they're starting the beginning of the month whereas i just prefer to kind of see the whole thing and then it's almost like you zoom in and you zoom in and you zoom in when it gets to the zoomed in bits i'd hold hold my hands up and say i'm probably not so brilliant on the zoomed in bits (laughs) but um the fact that i've done that big picture planning means i can get away with it right and because I've got that structure and framework in place. So, you know, if things were a little bit rushed and busy at times, it's okay because at least it's all planned out. I've got a whole year's worth, you know, I run a membership site. I've got a whole year's uh, worth of classes and courses. It's all on the diary. It's all there. And that, I think, gives you that that flexibility if something comes up you know you you can be more responsive if you have an overall framework that you're working in well and it's kind of like building a house to a degree right like you're not going to put the furniture and put the other stuff the details in first you're going to build a house you're going to frame it you're going to do all that stuff and because otherwise you won't know where that stuff needs to go or you're going to be doing things in the wrong order and when you're looking at the year even just outside of the framing of, of of content People have a general idea of what like special days are for them, right? Like, so for example, um, you know, uh, the holidays, like Christmas, you kind of have a sense of what you're going to be doing in and around that time of year, right? So if you look at, ahead and you plan that out, then you're going in with, with I mean, and, and there's that quote by, um, by Eisenhower that says, uh, when I go into battle, I find planning to be useful, but plans useless, right? Like the idea of saying, okay, I've got this, and then you can, it doesn't mean you, you, you don't you can't change your mind. It just means what you've done is you've given yourself a starting point, right? Yeah. And one of the really interesting things is when I started teaching this planning process and now I know it happens. So I anticipate it and I have loads of content to help, but some types of personality types, um, I'm, I'm quite a creative, big picture thinker, but I would say, I don't know if you've ever come across the entrepreneurial superpowers as a, a you know, one of those sort of personality tests that you can do. So I'm like as creative as I get, I'm the star. So I'm like, you know, big picture ideas, like, you know, but need help crossing the I's and the T's and the detail. But I've noticed there's other types of personality. I think they're like mechanics and um, the other ones, lords, I think they are. And you can literally see the stress on their face because they'll say, well, they say two things. So first of all, they'll say, but I can't possibly tell you what I'm going to be doing in September or October because I don't know. And I'm like, seriously, you don't know that you've got a business and you don't know what you're going to be selling. I mean, you know, you might at least know that you, you you know, you're going to be doing a Christmas promotion or, you know, Halloween or whatever, um, like obvious stuff. And they'll also say, but what if I change my mind? And I think that's the other thing is that, you need to be comfortable with, okay, um, my friend Osman Sharif, I don't know if you, you know, yep. know him. I met I, I, at, at Sorted. I think, I think we met at Sorted. Yeah, so he, he, he has this great phrase that he uses, which is just apply your best thinking right now. And I think it's just such a good phrase to use. It's like, okay, yeah, well, maybe something else will happen and maybe your plans will change, but it's much easier to adapt 
a plan or a framework and say, okay, well, we're going to move that to another day or we're just going to shift that around than to be starting from scratch every single week or every single month or every single day. It's much easier to kind of just go and kind of, and that's what we were doing on a newspaper. So you would have all this stuff kind of planned in and then you might be going in and swapping things around or, you know, um, some, you know, big breaking news story might happen and you might have to move something around. But having that structure in place meant it's much easier to move something and tweak it a little bit than it is to completely start from scratch. And I think, just not thinking that if you if you kind of make a plan for a whole year or a whole season or a whole quarter or whatever that you know you're not locked into it you can move it around I mean I was chatting um I don't know also if you've come across um Jordan Gill who has the systems save me podcast um I love her stuff because she's the complete antithesis of me like she's just so organized and productive. <laughs> um but we were having this this conversation about how people will often say for example if you have a podcast well I couldn't possibly because she records she records two batch two batches of video a year like six months at a time wow. and of course the question a lot of people would have is like well what if something happens like COVID or what if something happens like Black Lives Matter and I was saying to her that we were chatting about this on this podcast interview I was like well the way that I record my podcasts is that I have the episode on its own and then I record the episode number because I say the number of mine and then I do the intro and then I have an outro. So, you know, if I recorded 12 weeks of podcast episodes and something changed and I thought, you know, what, I can't put that one out now or something came along and it was and it was um, I needed to swap it around for some reason. All I would need to do is just to record a new intro, which would take me two minutes mm-hmm. and I could just send it back over to my editor. But um I think we we give ourselves excuses not to do this. We'll say, yes, but what if I ch- change my mind? Or what if some big world event comes along? Or what if, I, I don't know. But we'll give us ourselves all of these reasons why we can't think big like that. But actually, when I was chatting about with Jordan, it was like, well, yeah, if that happens, you just, just record a new intro. Just take two minutes. It's much quicker than starting from scratch. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? That's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? 
That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because CrashPlan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to CrashPlan.com timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast, so take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout? Oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklinen and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, Grow with Shopify, and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. 
It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And now let's take a break from my conversation with Janet to talk about our sponsors. I have to say that Text Expander hasn't just supercharged myself, but it's supercharged my team. There's a real power with Text Expander, a productivity power that is undeniable. Your team can do so much more with the same resources thanks to Text Expander. There's less repetition, fewer errors, and a greater consistency that will have your team feeling like they've hopped off a bicycle and into a Ferrari or whatever your sports car analogy of choice might be in this instance. You keep your team consistent, accurate, and current with Text Expander. I know I do that with my team. You can do the same for yours. You share your text and images with the whole staff to keep them on track. And that way, everyone will share the same message and give the same answers to all customer questions. This is a huge time saver and it's consistent and sustainable. There's no better definition than when it comes to productivity than that. You work faster, you work smarter. And when you use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type, it's a real game changer. You can create powerful snippets to save you time so all you type is a short abbreviation and then Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you. You can keep your whole team communicating efficiently and with consistent, there's that word again, language. Share your snippets of messaging, signatures, and descriptions with everyone who works on projects with you and you can do so on the Mac, on a Windows machine, via Chrome, on your iPhone, and on your iPad. Text Expander has been a part of my productivity toolkit for years, and you should make it a part of yours. All you need to do to get 20% off your first year is visit textexpander.com slash podcast to sign up and learn more about Text Expander. Again, visit textexpander.com slash podcast, and then choose the Productivityist podcast from the drop-down menu, and you'll get 20% off your first year, and you will be obliterated and delighted by what text expander can do for you your productivity and your team's productivity as well i'd like to thank text expander for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and i want you to take advantage of what they're offering right now again visit textexpander.com podcast and get 20 percent off your first year today you know i've always had a hard time dealing with social media ads whether it's facebook ads instagram google ads all of these it's just been a mystery to me. And that's why I'm glad I've found Otis. Otis is a digital marketing assistant to help target, optimize, and measure campaigns for entrepreneurs like me and like you, as well as small business owners. You can acquire new customers that will love your business all from an easy to use app. And once I hear app, 
I kind of lean in a little bit harder. Now, you can create Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads all from the Otis app. Otis's AI technology intuitively optimizes your daily budget to whichever platform is performing best. So you don't even have to think about where the money goes. Otis knows where to put it. And using the data that's already available to you, Otis will analyze your existing customers to retarget and find other people like them to target your ads to. So again, it's it's not exactly a set it and forget it, but it's pretty darn close. Otis can help you get started by creating custom templates for you based on analyzing your point of sale, website data, and available inventory. You can manage and track results all in real time right from the Otis app, and Otis users see results for as little as, get this, $10 per day. Do you have an online store? Do you Shopify? If so, then Meet Otis is exactly what you need. Meet Otis helps plenty of online retailers every day through Shopify. So if you're using Shopify, you definitely want to lean into what Meet Otis has to offer. If you're ready to supercharge your online advertising, then get started with Otis today. Otis is offering listeners of the Productivity Podcast a 14-day free trial plus $50 in ad credit. But to make this happen, you need to go to meetotis.com slash timecrafting to take advantage of this offer. That's meetotis, M-E-E-T-O-T-I-S dot com slash timecrafting to get your 14-day free trial plus a $50 credit to get started. What are you waiting for? Make it happen now. Meetotis.com slash timecrafting. Do that right now. What are you waiting for? Visit meetotis.com slash timecrafting. Get that 14-day free trial. Get that $50 credit to get started today. If you're anything like me, you likely have some monthly subscriptions that you need to take care of. And there's a few that you're going to want to make sure that happen every single time and and that are indispensable to you. Well, I'm going to share with you one that's truly indispensable to me and I know it'll be the same for you. It's called Setapp. Setapp is an incredible service, one that's on a mission to help users get more done. You see, with Setapp, there's no more worrying about having to search for apps to solve a problem because with Setapp, you can get high quality apps for every single task. Setapp curates and recommends the right apps for you so you can focus on what you're supposed to do, which is your work. You can quickly find and select the most effective apps you need for your tasks, both the ones you do every day and the ones you do every so often, maybe once in a blue moon. But that's not just what Setapp can do for you, you know, because what Setapp can do is make you feel more empowered. You know, as a setup user, you'll feel more confident that you're spending time on your tasks. You'll have the right apps at your disposal. So you'll be more productive, you'll get more done, and you'll spend more time doing what you enjoy. With Setup, you can think about your tasks and not apps. What I love about Setup is, among other things, they have over 200 high quality apps for your Mac and for your iPhone all in one place. There's an app for almost any task so you can stay in your flow and finish what you started. And the other thing is Setup has a dedicated curation team that only selects the highest quality apps. So you don't have to search for the best tools anymore. They're already there in Setup. And it's an incredible value. Instead of paying 
thousands of dollars for separate licenses, there's just one flat monthly fee. And new apps are added to SetApp regularly. Updates are free, and all the apps are full featured pro versions. So again, when that renewal notice came up, I didn't hesitate. I made sure that SetApp was taken care of. And again, it's an incredible value. You wanna try SetApp. You do, right now. You wanna be part of the SetApp revolution like I am. So head over to setapp.com to try SetApp free for a week. And if you like SetApp, then plans start at, wait for it, $9.99 per month. That's it. And you can use SetApp for as long as it's useful for you. And I just told you, I have renewed again and again and again. I'm a monthly subscriber to SetApp and I'm confident you'll be the same once you put SetApp through the paces. So. Go to setapp.com, S-E-T-A-P-P.com right now and try setup for free for a week. You'll be glad you did. And now let's get back to my conversation with Janet Murray here on the Productivityist podcast. Well, and, and I mean, I run across this with my podcast before we, again, before we started chatting, I told you how far ahead we were. And one, one of the things that I've done, and, and this is, this is again, you've got to have, you got to find your just right. Like I tell, I call this the Goldilocks factor. Like if it's too, if it's too soft, like it's too vague, then um, it means that you, you basically have so much space that you, know, you may have a hard time making a decision based on that. So like, for example, what was happening is I had, um, if you, if you have, like, for example, I have episodes recorded all the way till September, right? Which is great. Like, Everyone I talked to, like, that's a lot of episodes. Like, you're good for the next, you know, several months. Most people only have a month or two, at, and that's considered good. And so, but for me, that it was almost like too, uh, if I didn't have that, then I'd be like, okay, where can these things go? It was too soft. And then there's the opposite of that, which is too hard, like too narrow. So if I'm like, okay, I have these episodes recorded also September, and here are the dates that they go on, and that's the way it is. But like, to your point, what if something comes up? Like I had an interview with Annie Duke, uh, you know, the the week that we're recording this, and there was something mentioned in that episode that was so timely. Yes, it could be timeless too, but it was just so perfect for that week. I'm like, I need to move that up. But if I was stuck in that like, nope, nope, this episode is scheduled to go at this time, then I would be not only um, – not only like restricting my creativity because that's what it was. I'm like, oh man, this is like the juices were going, but also um, I wouldn't necessarily be doing my audience the greatest service either because the passion in that interview and that the the way that interview went down, I felt was like a really solid one that needed to get out there now, right? So so you you have to kind of play with it and find your just right. And I've been doing that with the podcast recently to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have so many that are locked in, but. But uh, like maybe a month's worth. And but if something comes along, I do have some room to wig uh, to move things around. But because I have all these episodes recorded, that should be a freeing thing as opposed to a restrictive thing. Right. So it, it's it, it there is like these biases and these notes like, oh, there's no way I have time for this or I'm not much of a planner or. Uh, you know, I like to like I like to be really organic with my social media. So I don't I like to do it, you know, uh, when it when it suits you could do that anyway, right? Like you could have the stuff planned out and if you want to throw something extra in there, okay, right? But we we just think in these these restrictive terms which often don't serve us, right? Yeah, totally. And it's interesting on this podcast interview I did with um with Jordan Gill, she was she was talking about how Seth Godin was talking about um how people prefer consistency to authenticity. Yeah. 
which I just thought was fascinating. I, I keep meaning to listen to this episode but I totally got you know when she was telling me the story I totally totally got it and and she was kind of saying that you know that's why people love things like Starbucks um because you know that if you buy a you know a I don't know a caramel latte in Texas it's going to be the same as it is in in North Kent in the UK where Mm -hmm. I live and whether or not you like Starbucks or not but there is something something um about that consistency there's a certain you know what you're going to get yeah there's a certainty Um, people love certainty like certainty and especially like in the midst of what we're doing right now like i mean we are recording this in the middle of you know in well is it the middle we don't know we're in we're in we're in in a pandemic right now as we're recording this which has so much uncertainty that people are trying to engineer it wherever they can so the familiarity factor is huge right now for people they just want to find like okay good uh uh mcdonald i know that I, i i like eating McDonald's has food. It's consistent, like you said. Wherever you go, wherever you live in the world, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this McDonald's because it, it is it, it's this and this and this. Same thing with Starbucks. So certainty is yeah. We want that, right? We we crave that, but we also need uncertainty too as humans, right? And that otherwise we're you know we're not really being human, right? We're we're kind of we're drifting too far in one direction. But I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it was just one of those things where I've heard like it's true. And Seth Seth is really consistent. Like he. He puts out a daily blog post and has for, gosh, over a decade now, I think. Um, but it's not like I look at those blog posts and go, well, he just he just manufactured this one. Like uh, there is that that layer there. He, I think he's found that balance, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this year, I've been doing a daily email. I started off doing it every single day. And actually then I, just, I decided just to do weekdays because it's tough, you know, mm-hmm. just like show. But there is something about showing up in people's inboxes every day and that kind of people expecting you to to be there and 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 I think when people struggle with consistency with content for example it's just often such a simple thing it's like I haven't decided what day my podcast goes out because the minute you say my podcast goes out on a Friday and we have it live by 7 a.m and you you don't need many listeners for people to start to pick that up. Yep. And if your podcast is ever late or, you know, I've had the very odd occasion where we've had a technical hitch where it's, it's been late. Well, I've messed it up if I've been doing it, if my podcast editor isn't around. And um, and people will email and they'll say, where is it? Like, um, I was looking forward to it. And And this is the thing as well, is that particularly if you're looking to, again, this is particularly true for business owners and, and content creators, um, is that like you become part of somebody's routine. So people will say to me, having done a podcast every Friday for five years, people will say, I I save your podcast up for my Friday morning run, or I save it for when I'm doing a nasty cleaning job that I don't like, or I save it for when I'm driving the kids to school or whatever. That's really powerful. If you can become part of somebody's routine. And again, for me, it all comes back to this newspaper thing, Mm -hmm. because I mean, that's what newspapers do, don't they? They have a, you know, the Sunday Times here in the UK, they they have a couple of regular slots that they've had for so many years, a day in the life and relative values. And you literally open it to go to those articles. And it's that certainty, that kind of security. And obviously around that, there's flexibility and, and, you know, there's, I mean, with newspapers and magazines, there isn't that much room for for um, wiggle room, and, this, and that's actually something quite good about it. Because I I used to say as well, you know, like when you work in a newspaper or magazine, you're just filling. It's like you're filling holes or filling buckets, and right. each week, you know what bucket, you know what's got to go in the bucket, you, you know what shape the bucket is, and you know what size it is. But you're just putting something in it slightly different, and that makes it so much easier to plan. And, right. and I think it's the same with your, you know, when you create a content plan, or you know, if you know that you've committed to doing you know, like I mentioned 
you can very quickly have a whole year's worth of blog posts or podcast episodes um, planned out literally just by writing down you know, 50 questions that your ideal customers or clients uh, ask you and then sort of thinking, well, when would be a good time to, to run this? Like, how would that fit in with something that I'm doing or selling or promoting? And when you start to look at it like that, it's just a, it's a little bucket that I have to fill every Friday with something. Suddenly it all just becomes a lot easier. And just looking at it like that, like, and almost looking at things in verticals, if that makes sense, rather than, rather than you know, if you, if you think about trying to plan a month worth of content or a week, that's a lot of boxes you've got to fill. But if you think, well, okay, well, I'm just going to think about every week. I'm just going to think about, you know, one thing I'm going to put out every week on a Friday. Suddenly that feels less overwhelming. Does that kind of make sense? Totally. I mean, that's why New Year's resolutions fail, right? Because people like think about the whole year. I got to do this every day for 365 days. That becomes immediately your brain goes, that seems like a lot of work. That's really daunting. Where if you said, like when I talk about monthly themes, like what if you could do something for 30 days? Could you make that happen? And yes, you don't have to do it every month, but you know, and, and I mean, you talk about buckets, the days are buckets. When you think about it, like a calendar is a frame, right? Like it's, I mean, you look in your planner, like it's a grid that there's a framing device around it. That's what time is. Time is, is a frame, right? So the, you know, Friday bucket for content, your content could be your to-do list. Like where, like, these are the things that will fit in that bucket today. If they, is this the right day for them to go into this bucket? So like this kind of stuff is really transferable. So is this, and I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I used to do one, – one, one of the first things I did when I worked online was I did news, like digital news. So I worked for the Next Web, which has a real presence in, the, in, the, in Europe. Um, I was the Canada and apps editor. So my job was to uh, have news stories that were related to the apps that were out there, but also they wanted me to cover all of Canada. And I said, well, I'm not going to be able to go to all of Canada because it's – I mean, we have five time zones and, and – Every part of Canada, it'd be like going to a different country. Every province has kind of got its own little cultural and, and nuance to it. But uh, and then I did stuff for Cult of Mac, and, and it was very. The difference between those sites is, is oftentimes there was a mixture of being alert and being aware, right? Like if some big news story broke, like I had to have two screens open, one that had like the Twitter feed going that had, I think was called News Break or News Desk or something that you could see like what was coming up the wire. And I was like, oh man, it got to, at first it was exciting, right? Oh good, I get to report this. And, and the idea of those tech news sites, and I'm sure it was the same in, in, in traditional journalism because that's where the, the roots come from. But we want to be the first one to break this story. We want to be the first one. So, but eventually become about being first as opposed to being accurate because on digital sites, you can fix things fairly quickly. So you can go, oh, update. We, we screwed this up. This is what, what it was actually said. But that got draining because to be constantly alert is, which is basically being reactive, is so hard because you're not designed like we're just not designed for it but the awareness dates which i love being aware there's a difference there it's like there's a proactivity it's almost like okay i'm aware this is coming up how do i deal with it like awareness dates um i go to daysoftheyear.com a lot to get ideas for content like what should this week's content oh this is pretend to be a time traveler day okay that <laughs> falls this week i might want to write about that or allude to it in my content um, but if I just found out about that, like the day of and wrote the content the day of, it would remind me of those reactive being alert kind of days 
that I was dealing with when I was working for the net, which is why I didn't I, I didn't last. The stories I enjoyed writing for them, honestly, were the were the pieces that were like, okay, Mike, you need to craft like a longer piece that's about this. And it took time and it was crafted well. But those alert ones, those ones that were like, let's this is just coming down the wire, get it out there, get it drove me absolutely insane. And again, that I can see that happening outside of the news cycle as well. Yeah, definitely. And and I think when it comes to content planning, things like the awareness days, I think a lot of it's about patterns as well. So if you can if you can like take this wide view of your whole year, you start to see patterns and connections, which I find quite exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you start to see the way that, that and, and you also start to see shortcuts. So for example, um when we were doing our our um I got together with my team to look at the first quarter, like by the way, I wouldn't I wouldn't actually recommend that you do your fifty two hour fifty two uh, weekly ideas. I reckon I recommend you do a quarter at a time. Do a yearly plan right. and just do a quarter at a time. So we were doing the first quarter and just looking for twelve or thirteen ideas for podcasts and you know people we could line up to interview. And so International Women's Day um, is is one of the dates in the podcast. It doesn't fall on International Women's Day, I don't think this year, but it's kind of near it. And we've got this fab recording from um 2021 sorted uh the event that you spoke at of mine last year mm-hmm. um about with women talking uh, all talking about podcasting we had a session with women in podcasts and it was brilliant so well why don't we just take that and put it out and it's march i think it's march the 18th or something why don't we take that so we knew that in december we were talking about that episode in march and we've already got the recordings so that means we can get it like all set up and it's t- going to be timely and relevant because that's you know what I was talking about earlier, like why do people need to hear about this now? But I also think when you could take that bigger picture in the wide shot, you start to go, oh, well, maybe I could combine with that, that with that. Or maybe I don't need to create that new because actually I did that last year and maybe we could just um, update that blog post or maybe we could just, um, you know, change the intro. Like, So you also start to see ways that you can save yourself time um, just because you're looking at the big, bigger picture. You're not kind of going day by day. Well, and to that end, uh, you know, the I, I guess uh, this happened with this, this podcast episode and these series of podcast episodes that I teased during the Big Ready Week. My initial plan, Janet, was to release full episodes that week. So I was going to have like seven episodes for that entire week. And then I thought, wait a minute, wouldn't it be better just to do like the tease, like five minute little snippets of the episode? Because the purpose of those episodes, the teasers, is not only to introduce people to you and Gary and Steven and some of the people appearing at the Big Ready. But really, ultimately, it was to get people excited to buy tickets to the Big Ready. And then I thought, well, if I do that, then I've got six additional episodes that are full that are for use later in the year. And I'll ask the guests when they'd like them to come out and we'll read. And it literally, like, to your point, it became exciting because now not only am I like, I'm doing something a bit different. I'm saving myself time. I'm capitalizing on the content that I'm creating and making it, having giving it a longer shelf life, right? Like I'm 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 doubling my output without having necessarily any additional quote effort or or time spent on it. And there's something like you said there's something exhilarating about that by by figuring out those problems, but you can only really do that when you sit down and actually think about it and 
get out of the doing and checking off boxes and just go, okay, wait a minute. Like you have those, you mentioned like by January 6th, people run out of content. You have those epiphanies, right? Because January 6th, <laughs> you have those kind of epiphanies that show up and go, oh, this would be much better for me, not just for my content, but for the other types of content and the other plans I have in place because now I'm freeing up six weeks worth of episode content for my podcast that I can devote to written or I can devote to building a course or devote to my membership or devote to whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. And it brings to mind another example from Jordan Gill, who I've mentioned several times. Um, He's great on sort of productivity around content and saving time on content creation. But she has the whole of December her is replays so she replays the the top four episodes during the year so i mean that's great isn't it if you know Uh that you've got a weekly podcast but actually you only need to put it out 11 months of the year because you're going to do your your best episodes which your listeners are probably going to appreciate because uh, they've probably um, missed some of the best ones or would like to listen to them again i mean again that's the benefit and and i saw that and i was like you know what? i'm going to do that next year that seems like a great idea but again that's not the kind of thing if you decide to do that kind of thing on December the 2nd and it's all a bit of a rush, which I've certainly been there. (laughs) You know, you live and learn. But I think taking this bigger picture look at your content and across your year, it does, like I say, you you see connections, you see patterns, you see shortcuts, you see ways of making your life easier and and saving time. And even like one of the things that I've done this year, I think you will appreciate this, Mike, but I've, um, you know, that I've, I've, um, I think really from being inspired actually from the first time that I heard you talk at Tropical Think Tank, but I um, keep my mornings free until 12 o'clock and have done for a few years now because I realise I'm much more productive in the morning and I'm, I, I get very easily distracted, so I need big blocks of time to work on content. But actually, I've arranged my whole year this year, so I get a week off. Um, the last week of the month is completely free with no clients. No, um, So that's meant rearranging my whole business in a way. Um, no clients, no coaching, um, no calls, no Zoom calls at all, just so that I can have a whole week to go deep on content creation, which I believe is a good example of time crafting isn't it mm-hmm. it is um, definitely, definitely. But, um, but, but again having that big picture has allowed me to do that if I was just going from day to day week to week I wouldn't have been able to make that work so I'm gonna uh, interestingly enough Jordan has I'm gonna link to Jordan's podcast because you mentioned Jordan a few times but also I mean you've had her on your show so I'm gonna link to that but also fellow big ready presenter Stephen Worley's had Jordan on his show so lots of lots of Jordan in this, which is great, I've subscribed to her podcast now too because I think that uh, I think I think we 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 definitely have a lot to talk about her her and I we I mean I think we'd be uh, definitely uh, have some kinship there. Uh, before I let you go, Janet, I want to ask you what is one simple action that someone can take that's listening to this right now that can uh, allow them to start to think more about the big picture planning so that they can really, you know, use that and leverage that so they can have a greater impact on, you know, not oddly enough, but fittingly enough in the day to day. It's that year thing. So I have a template inside the front of the diary. It's a really simple thing. You can draw it out on a, on a, on an A4 pad, which is what I used to do. Um, and just divide your year into quarters and visually just put it and, and go, okay, like two or three things. If you have a business, what am I going to be doing in my business? Like, what am I going to be selling? Where am I going to be? Am I traveling? Am I speaking? Um, if you don't have a business, just things that are going on in your life that are going to need your attention. And that in itself 
And then when that question comes up, if it comes up of, well, I don't know, well, if you have a business, why don't you know? That's going to go and do a bit of business planning. But that whole thing in itself and then saying, OK, well, you know, could I just sit down and think of because you can take one idea, like one blog post, one podcast, and you can you could repurpose that and turn it into smaller bits of content you could run for the whole week. And even if you didn't, even if you did nothing else, if you put out one piece of content a week, a blog, a podcast, and you did that consistently every year because you sat down and you came up with 12 ideas. I mean, we can all come up with 12 ideas, can't we? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in relation to our business. Think how much further you'd be on along than if you started to do content planning in the first week of January, you tried to post like, you know, one blog post a week, six social media posts, three, but, but if you just did that one thing, like you just, you just, you know, looked at your year, divided it into quarters, had to think about what your focus was going to be for each quarter, tried to come up with 12 relevant ideas, then that in itself would move you forward quite a bit. Janet, this has been great. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me today on the podcast. Where can people keep up with you and the work you're doing? Best place to find me is my website, which is janetmarie.co.uk. And I'm also very active on Instagram. So if you head over to janetmarie.uk, you can find me there. Janet Murray, thanks again for joining me on the Productivity is Podcast. So now you've got some tools, some tactics, some tips to do some big picture planning, whether it's for your content or, as I mentioned earlier, for other areas of your life, whether it's filling those buckets with the uh, the things that you know you need to do on a daily basis or transferring that from, say, content to tasks or to-do lists, you've got a lot of ammunition to leave with today. And I'm really happy that Janet was able to take the time to join us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. I mean, Janet has been on the show. There was a quick teaser of her when she appeared at the Big Ready, but we've got lots of people that have been on the program. Uh, You know, whether it's Seth Godin, who we alluded to earlier in the episode, uh, you know, lots of great guests that have been on the show in the past, as well as some great guests going forward. So wherever you are listening to this podcast, just hit that subscribe button, and that way you won't miss a single episode. That's it for this time. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. It's me, Mike Vardy, the Productivityist, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later. <laughs>